Welcome to Shine Waves, spirituality without the flaw. I think we are that can judge another person by their color, their creed, or their belief system when we are nothing in comparison to the universe. It was kind of interesting too because I didn't know if anyone else was saying like this. I'm like, is this weird? Is this? And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh. Hello and welcome to another podcast with myself, now renamed The Doc, and we have Big Fluffy Pinky. Narf. Narf, which is actually Neil. Um, Neil had approached me about possibly doing another podcast on karma, because we get so many different, I would just say, opinions on karma. Mm-hmm. So because you are a resident Hindu priest and a good friend... I'm going to give you the floor. I want you to educate the people your way. So first, I'm going to start off with a little bit of a rant. I'm tired of the westernized version where people think karma means that if you do something good, you get it back three times in return. That's a bunch of bogus BS I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Explain why. Karma. The actual word means action. Karma means that we must go through certain actions in this life, good or bad. They are an experience that must happen, no matter what. So when you say that, that could be like karma of an emotion, karma of an event, karma of anything. So it's something that is, how would you say, predestined that you must fulfill. 1,000%. Because when we look at it too, because this is a good example I use for a lot of people, when bad things happen to good people and all they've ever done was good things in their life. Well, when you look at someone's birth chart, we know that there are previous lives and there is something called inescapable karmas. So let's say 10 lifetimes ago, you launched that arrow, and now you're born in this lifetime, the arrow catches up. You got suffered a negative, and you're like, well, what did I do wrong? That's what karma is. Karma is an action that no matter, it is timeless. It goes beyond space and time. But when you take it from a, from a, a westernized mindset, okay? So westernized, as you say, you know, put out, what you put out comes back times three, t- times 10, depending on your ideology, right? By definition, does that not automatically assume that when you are coming from a previous life, that that karma could be coming back positively as well as negatively? It can come in both ways. Okay. I just wanted to clarify because there's a lot of people, you know, I've even heard rumors that karma is not even an energy source per se, but it's an actual deity in itself. It's an aspect of the divine. And I want to know what, um, what your opinion is on that or how you would assimilate that as being... Um, a part of the overall picture because obviously you're taking this from the root of where karma and the term of karma come from within the Hindu Vedas profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, what well, profession is the wrong word? Um, the ideology, the mythology behind karma yeah. comes from from the Hindu uh, aspect, and that's what I want to understand is from a Westernized person who has seen it from different things i hear many different versions and karma being an actual deitized god or an action of a god is what i associate karma with i actually like that version because if we look at it karma is energy energy can be classified into almost anything it could be classified into a physical outcome it could be classified into an emotional outcome and so that when we look at deities or gods or goddesses they are energy based Okay. So why wouldn't that be a possible deity? Okay. 
I, I just find the, the whole subject of it very intriguing in many, many, many different ways. And I find it intriguing because uh, a lot of people sort of determine their entire outcome and life and their actions based on karma. And not many people know what karma actually means. And, you know, you're open in statement that, that you're kind of fed up with the, the, the false um, ideology behind it. It's very intriguing to me because we can apply that to a lot of westernized, even baseline teachings within Hinduism in, in itself. I have a lot of respect, thanks to you, um, with the Hindu um, ideology and philanthropy. But the other aspect that you have to look at is not everybody is uh, uh, involved as you. So therefore, the teachings are going to be, I would say, bastardized based on the person's mentor. And in this case, the priesthood itself has got its flaws, like every priesthood. Correct. And, uh, you know, the educational aspect of it has to come in from such a, an angle where it's unbiased. And that's that's why I'm asking, you know, we're having this conversation, you know, what is the unbiased version of it? What does the, what is this, the, I want to use the doctrine or the scripture actually say? Okay, so let's get straight to it then. Yeah. Um, why not? The actual doctrine. What we're looking at is that karma is just an action, okay. an action of anything, an action that must be experienced. Forget uh, the whole concept of good or bad. Mm -hmm. It just means that that is an event in your life that you have come here to learn. And in whatever life that we're living, because there's many lives we have lived, mm -hmm. each life has particular lessons that we must learn. Those karmas must happen in that life. And then whatever we learned in previous lives we take it with us to the next, and sometimes it activates to keep that karma going. Oh, okay. So there are people who naturally take off with certain things and have no past life, no, like no knowledge of it in their current life, and they're just like, why am I so good at it? Yeah. Well, your karma was to learn it in one life and then excel with it in the next. Ah, so go through the crap in one and then get the benefits and the, the rewards of it in the next. So the other aspect of that is... Um, when, when we're in that mindset and we, when we're trying to understand our karma, is there ways and simple ways to change karma per se then? Because obviously within Westernized, that karma and uh, coming to you, you fuel it. So obviously there has to be a way to intervene and assist in altering that karmatic outcome. Absolutely, you actually can because I'll use it from the Vedic astrology standpoint that when you're born from zero to 20, that's a defined line that we have to go through particular traumas, deal with certain things that must happen. Then from 20, we can go either to path C, which is the better path, or mm -hmm. D, which is the path that gives us the most problems. And a lot of people jump between those paths constantly. So is that classified as dharma and temporary dharma? Dharma and temporary dharma. Okay. And then to take it from that point, this is where the karmas can shift at any point. Because let's say you're on the low frequency path. If you're able to then see and realize that there is something much higher at play and accept and be willing to learn the lesson from it, even though it transcends you, then you can change that outcome. It's all thought work. Frequency is thought. Thought is frequency. So there's no ritual or no fancy gadgets. It's just about getting it clear in your mind, understanding the lesson behind it, and then altering that for your greater good and not for material gain per se. Correct. For Very intriguing. That material gain, though, once they know, just to go with the flow. Yeah. Take the lessons as it comes. Don't be screaming to the skies, why me? 
figure out what was I supposed to take from this. Okay, so find the silver lining at all times. And then what you're looking for comes. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a philosophy that I've always sort of stood by is when you stop searching, you start gaining. And I, I, that's actually across multiple different ideologies and doctrines. That when you align your energy to a certain frequency that allows you to be, how would you say, f- ebb flow, you know, mm-hmm. allow the lesson to come in, let it flow out just as quick, learn what you need from it, take what you need. Um, people excel, but they also are so logical now in comparison to even, if we go back to, you know, let's go back to Hinduism, thousands and thousands of years old. Back then, there wasn't the same logic. There wasn't the same analytical mindset to prevent us from these manifestations and uh, these alterings of the karma and the truth word. So, you know, there's, a l- there's all these um, differing influences and a westernized influence on a Middle Eastern to West Indian mindset or ideology mm-hmm can't apply and that's where i think you know that's where number one i'm really grateful that you're here because you're kind of like us we we are zero fluff in here Mm -hmm. and we we try to simplify it as quick and as efficient as we can the other thing that uh, and another question that i really want to put to you we all have pet peeves okay we've pet peeves when it comes through different teachings like mine's a soulmate phenomenon which is hindu for the record and I absolutely detest the westernized mindset on it about twin flames and, you know. Oh, oh. don't get me started on that one. Well, I am going to get you started on it because <laughs> it is something that's been coming up. Um, and a few people coming into the story have said the same thing, you know. Well, I'm waiting for my twin flame and this divine thing. Under my understanding. And I want you to correct me and elaborate if I'm on the right track. If cool. that's a, a, a possibility. A twin flame, especially when it comes from the teachings of the Vedas which actually, I think it was the Bhagavad was the first time that the, this ideology came mm-hmm. into play, this doctrine, that um, Twin Flame is actually the ultimate higher version of yourself and the two of your third dimensional energy and your higher dimensional energy rising up to meet in the center of the Twin Dragons rising. So Twin Flame is you igniting both parts of your energy and getting to the ultimate person that you can be. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got it. That's exactly what it is. So all this bullshit about being a separate entity? No, it's never a separate entity because people need to realize too is that a separate entity is not what we're here to master. We are here to master ourselves within, to reach our higher selves. Therefore, that twin flame is you on that higher existence. Yes, there may be people that come along that help push you in that direction but they're not there to complete you. So that's where we get the term soulmates, karmic soulmates, people who come in to learn the lessons, to push you through that lessons, to assist you, to maybe teach you a lesson Correct. in order to elevate. And, you know, the other term is the Kundalini rising, okay? The Kundalini rising matches very, very closely to the twin flame philosophy. Uh, I just think it's two different interpretations. That's me personally saying that. Um, I, I have no real how would you say, documented evidence to support that statement, but the similarities are, you know, too coincidental for me. Um, Are you aware of Kundalini? Do you know what the term represents? Is it similar to it, or is it it a different aspect of uh, an energetic movement? In the end, it's all about activating the higher self. Okay. 
So yeah, they are just different interpretations. But one thing I want to make quite clear here too, if we look at from an astrology standpoint, specifically Vedic, is that when we go through this life and people use soulmates and you need this person, the real purpose was to find the person to help you reach your liberation. Mm-hmm. That's all this was. And it's not about this was the perfect person for you to, who's going to merge with you and you're going to find the, the ecstasy of life. They're just a karma along the line, an action that they needed to do to help you. But at the end of the day, it requires you going within to find it. Okay. Well, you know, that literally explains half of it, the stuff that comes in through the door. Where, you know, everything's an external validation of an energy or an external validation of a transition of energy. And it's not actually a forcing to make internalized to really get into the depths of who you are. So, uh, you know, if we westernize that mindset, you're talking from third dimensional thought to fourth dimensional thought. Third dimensional being affected by everything in the third dimension. Fourth dimension being complete Mm -hmm. and attached to everything that we see and what we don't see at the same time. So uh, there's a lot of similarities in different mindsets and different, um, how would you say, teachings from different perspectives. But the basic answer is the same. You have to go in. Always. It's about facing the thing that makes you the most uncomfortable. Which is karma by definition. So we're, you know, (laughs) full circle. (laughs) We've done it. Everything, yeah, it comes back. Because I I like to term this to people. Mm -hmm. If you need someone to complete you, but you can't be complete by yourself, how is that person ever going to complete you? Exactly. Never happens. It's, it's, it's the westernized jigsaw piece puzzle mm-hmm. where you think you're, you're a collection of your thoughts, you're a collection of your emotions, you're a collection of your energy. However, we assume that we need that other energy to finish that puzzle. But we are our own puzzle. Our mindset is our own puzzle. Our emotions are our own puzzle that we are forced by karma to actually work out. And I think at the end of the day, when you look at the purpose of karma, if we actually just crack it for what it is, it's about being able to be happy with oneself at all times, not isolation, but solitude, because it is through solitude you can find your inner voice. Exactly. That's, that's, that's a Buddhist technique. It's a Taoist technique. It's, you know, th- there's techniques, clear techniques for that right across the board, where um, the solitude of our mindset allows us to explore our mindset within a safe environment, which is our own body. But the problem with society, unfortunately, is that... Quick fix. <laughs> yeah, and it's always about that they feel lonely when they're by themselves and they beat themselves up, so then that means you're in bad company. Yeah. So then what good would you be to somebody else? So remember, people, solitude, find it within. Then worry about the outside. Yeah. Work, do the work of you first and then start working on it. And like uh, we're going through, you know, energetic transitions and how would you say planetary transits, mm-hmm. to use your own terminology, that's forcing a lot of people to actually explore who they are internally and face them, karmas them, inner demons in the westernized terminology. And learning how to release that energy, not battle it per se, like we're taught in the westernized world, to battle our demons. Um, because I know within the Hindu community, the Taoist and the Buddhist community, you're taught to, to befriend your demons. Because mm-hmm. a lot of that could be your passion, it could be your power that you're not realizing. And that's a lot of things that's... Um, a lot of intertwinement within the religious ideologies that we need to understand that they all have a very similar story. We, we actually went through it 
I think a couple of weeks ago. Actually, a really cool thing, just to go along with what you're saying, mm -hmm. even if we were to take from the Vedic astrology standpoint, where wherever Saturn sits, the third spot from Saturn will always be where that person wants to put their most effort. But the 10th spot from it is how you unravel the karma. And people think like, okay, so this is where I can fix it. People fail to realize to unravel one's karma, this could be the person that goes through the ringer, suffers the most, but in the end, they're the ones that talk about these pains and help people get through it. Yeah, so the, the trauma and the karma becomes your biggest teacher and your biggest healer. Gift of long suffering. That's a beautiful way to put that. Mm -hmm. I love that statement. You should put that in the teacher, bro. Oh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just copying Doesn't matter. Denzel Washington. I love that man. <laughs> That's entirely creepy, but okay. <laughs> no, he's a great actor, and he is a very good. Sp he is a very spiritual person too. So, yeah, he's a lot of very deep uh, religious ideologies, and he's a he's an interesting guy. I've read some of his stuff. It's when I heard him say that that's when I was able to piece together in the chart. I was like, oh wow. Yeah, okay. and that's what I'm saying. You know, somebody from totally outside your own religious belief system. And I think that's another thing that we've discovered even in the store because we've so many different religious and spiritual ideologies within the store that we're learning to accept our ideologies as an equal and not as a, you know, oh, this one's better because it says this. And I'm learning so much and you're learning so much. Tons. It's, it's once you realize it's just one big picture, mm -hmm. we're all preaching the same thing. It's just we got to get rid of all that fluff in between spirituality that the fluff, fluff. literally mm -hmm. anything else you want to add because you asked for this because you're so frustrated with it and i appreciate it and i you know i hope the listeners understand that it, it's not out of a negative mindset it's because we just want to educate properly mm -hmm. these terminologies i think all i ask is for our audience to spread this yeah. spread that knowledge teach people what this actually is because once you understand it you can make the most profound changes. Yeah, because it's simple. Mm -hmm. It's Be so simple. <laughs> because people keep going with this misconception. If I do good, good will come to me. So then you're not doing your actions for the right cause. Yeah, you're not living, you're existing. Exactly. So you're, yeah, I know. It's like living a, a, a facade. And, and another side note, people, there's nobody on the planet that can, you can pay five to $10,000 for it to remove your karma. You still there's have no to go through it. Yeah. I just want to point that out because that has come up. Oh, well, I paid this person $2,000 and they removed my karmic backlog. No, you can't. You have to go through it. It's inescapable. And that term means inescapable. inescapable. There's, no f there's no quick fix. And I would like, you know, I'm glad you brought that point up because I want to say shame on you for those who take advantage of those people. Yeah. People realize your karma, you got to work it. You got to go through it. There's no avoiding it. No. Because if you try to avoid it, you're just coming back for another shot with it. It uh, always repeats. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm Me done. too. I'm done with them karmas. I'm just, 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 just let's let's just deal with the horror right now and just yeah, go from after. Uh, and the other aspect of it is right when we approach karma, we see, you know, we can teach us the most subtle of lessons based on the most traumatic of um, events. Um, and I, I did mention it in previous um, podcasts where you know I've been accused of being a fake. I've been accused of being unauthentic. I've been accused of, you know, being a liar about you know, what I can see and what I can do. But at the end of the day, my karma was to take that and not let it affect me. Correct. Just exactly. own who I am for me. And it's made me have to address the things like self-worth and self-belief and imposter syndrome and all this stuff. And I think that's the thing that 
Thank you for sharing that because that's what facing karma is. That's what dealing with karma is. Yeah, well, let's say we, we are a product of our own experiences and we, we don't sit in here with as this, the, the, how would you say, the silver spoon in our mouths. We've all been through hell. We've all been through our karma. We're all continually going through our karma and people have to understand that a lot of the people that they're going to are within that position to teach it for because of the reason that they've passed that part of their karma. doesn't mean we haven't done the work. It means we've got tons more to do, but we just know how to help other people through similar situations. And it makes the journey a lot smoother. And a lot more fun, too. Yeah. Because you meet good people. You know what I mean? You meet your tribe. That's the beauty of it. Right? You always come down. And you're never alone. So that's it's another like thing. That we we yeah, it's literally how we met. <laughs> and that's uh, that's the one thing I do want you know the listeners to understand that when you're going through spiritual turmoil, don't be alone. Come in and talk to the likes of us. Drop mm-hmm. us an email. Come into the store. Sit down. Have a chat. Learn who you are for you. Come develop your true roots. Yeah. Everyone looks at a tree on the outside and they're like, "Oh, the tree is perfect. Has nice full leaves. Mm-hmm. Ground." what about the roots the yeah. roots is your spiritual growth exactly you have to you have to dig in and dig down in order to be strong for the world around you mm-hmm. it's a great analogy it's, it's like you're a guru or something I appreciate the sentiment but I'm always afraid to be called one <laughs> <laughs> that's your karma that's my karma accept your true path my friend well played <laughs> <laughs> so if there's nothing else from you no, no, and trust me, we'll have plenty more little chats like this because I want to, I want people to understand it from multiple perspectives. Because I'm not opinionated per se. I just I'm a seeker of truth and a seeker of knowledge. And if there's truth out there that needs to be shared, we can just drop them on the podcast. The next one I'd like to talk about to give our viewers, our listeners, a taste is um, I want to address this. What are your three signs thing in astrology? We got to put that to bed. Oh, that's going to be I am going to destroy it. Okay, Julie noted. <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited about that because it's a massive TikTok thing. It's a massive uh, Instagram thing. So I'm sure you're watching this stuff literally gritting your teeth. Yeah. Uh, Let uh, me educate people. Imagine on the Muppets animal. Mm-hmm. Rah, it runs into a wall. <laughs> that, that's me. Go on, Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be your new handle. We'll change it from Pinky to Grouch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is Neil. He's Grouchy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, folks, well, um, <laughs> I think that sort of bombshells the end of that conversation, but it literally shows that we've got a lot more different things coming up. Uh, for the record, if you do want to get in contact with Neil, uh, you want to get your Vedic astrology done, you can do it here at the store. You can contact us at shinewavespiritual@gmail.com or contact us through any of our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok. We, we're virtually everywhere. Everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It's quite beautiful. But you're more than welcome to come in. Neil is offering 10-minute free readings. Give you an idea of what it is. It's not sidereal. It's not Western. It's in your face. You're going to learn lessons. It's brutal and it's meant to be. But if you're interested, you know where you are. 